Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Akash Weekly with Greg Asuri featuring Alani Kuya from Overclock Labs. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Akash Weekly Twitter Spaces. I'm Nadia Bajuelo, Community Events Manager here at Overclock Labs. I hope every one of you guys here right now or listening and watching later are having a great morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever it is you're joining us from. A few of us might still be dealing with some jet lag from Cosmoverse, but it's well worth it for the chance to meet some of you guys in our community in person. It was absolutely amazing. And as always, I want to give thanks to you guys, the amazing Akash community, for your support and amazing work. This week, the insiders and other community members kept up the guides and Akash threads. Guys, keep deploying, keep spreading the word about Akash. For right now, you can get started by uh, smashing those emoji buttons to show Greg and our guests that you're enjoying the time that they're spending with us. You can also send in your questions for today's AMA segment. Get your questions in on today's spaces by requesting to speak. We'll then bring you up so you can ask your question. But once on stage, we do ask that you please remain on mute and we'll call on you when it's your turn. You guys can go ahead and request to speak while speakers are speaking, but uh, we'll bring you up once they're done. Just making a note of that. Um, so stick around. Don't leave the spaces if that happens. We totally see you guys. If you can't unmute, we get it. Simply rotate the pinned tweet that you see right above my profile picture at the top of the Spaces room with your questions. If you're in a completely different time zone, reply to our pre-Spaces thread on Twitter or send your questions in on Telegram. Before Greg takes it away for updates, here are some things for you guys to check out during the week. Join our community on Telegram and Discord. Tomorrow on Telegram, Staken joins us for an AMA at 9 a.m. Pacific. 300 AKT tokens are there for the best questions. Over on Discord, look out for quizzes from Andre every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific with 200 AKT in rewards and five winners. And new this Friday on Telegram and Discord, we have a reading competition with a 200 AKT prize pool. Get started deploying on Akash. Check out our documentation by visiting docs.akash.network. For a bit more support on your Akash journey, the best place to go is our Discord. You'll find Akash insiders and others ready to help you out. You can also watch our technical program manager, Alani Kuya, walk you through your first deployment on our YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, and tap the bell icon. Stick around and check out our Akash Basics series where you can learn how to host games on Akash, host websites, and more. And if you want to spread the word about Akash and help the project grow, learn about becoming an Akash Insider at akash.network slash community. Akash in... Uh, uh, sorry about that, guys. Later this week, last week's guest, head of product, Anil Murti's first of four new blog posts will be going live. Check it out at akash.network slash blog. While you're there, check out more articles put together for you guys by our very own Zach Horn. Check out Akash's LinkedIn for even more content. Overclock Lab's September recap went live this week on LinkedIn. And also, we've announced a special Akash Weekly Spaces with Alani Bankhead and Lourdes Miranda on the ever-shifting regulatory environment in Web3. Tune in next week. Guys, this will be a conversation you won't want to miss. 
And if you have an idea for a project on Akash, join our grant program. For details, check out our YouTube video on Akash Accelerator and visit akash.network slash akash dash accelerator. With that, let's get started with today's spaces. Greg will kick us off with updates. After updates, we'll give you guys a full introduction to our guest today, Alani Kuye, Technical Program Manager here at Overclock Labs. During our guest segment, we'll be asking Alani about a new referral program where both tenants and providers on Akash can generate their own code to share with friends. We'll then wrap up with an AMA with Greg and our guest. We'll give a proper introduction and welcome to Alani just after updates, but for right now, Let's hand it off to the man of the hour and CEO of Overclock Labs, Greg Osiri. Take it away, Greg. Thanks so much, Nadia. Uh, really good to be back for a weekly set of updates. This uh, week, we it's been quite a lot about development. Um, I think I'm finally allowed to say that uh, we should have mainnet 4 in the uh, first week of November. That's the plan. Looks like all the IP leases uh, testing, uh, you know, was done uh, so far, looking really good. And uh, we also think uh, we should be able to push out the console, the uh, demo we did uh, recently at uh, Masari Mainnet that allows you to deploy, uh, you know, applications uh, really in a, in a workflow that's sort of like, um, you know, opinionated in the way we, we, we think uh, a workflow should be built. So it's, uh, it's really exciting. There's a lot of development happening. Our, you know, core engineering team has just been cracking away to get you these. Minute four to remind you, it's a big release. Uh, a big release, of, obviously, is the IP, IP uh, leases. With IP leases, you'll be able to finally attach custom ports uh, that enables workloads like Solana, uh, you know, uh, even Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and even um, um, uh, uh, applications like Handshake, where you can have a port 53. So essentially, it gives you another very nice way to connect to different services using IP addresses, right? And and it's been a critical feature that's uh, been requested quite a lot. This uh, the like like the evolution that we saw with Akash, with every new feature, uh, we'll be able to uh, unlock new use cases. Like last big feature that came about was I uh, was a persistent storage, network storage. With network storage, storage, you'll be able to finally. Uh, run large uh, application workloads that require terabytes of data, right? Now with IP leases, you'll be able to run um, applications that require dedicated ports like Solana and whatnot. So we're super, super excited about IP leases. Uh, it's not a simple feature to do. I mean, you can imagine, uh, you know, uh, having to do this in a decentralized way. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very tricky. And we're bringing that uh, to the market with the first sort of uh, open source cloud that to do that. In fact, we are the only open source cloud that's viable. So I guess we'll be the first in anything we do. But uh, it's super exciting. Along with other features, mainnet, along with IP you know, leases, we also have interchain accounts. Interchain accounts is one of those amazing underappreciated features of Cosmos IBC. Interchain accounts allows IBC chains to own resources and even operate uh, or call functions across different blockchains by using a same account. And the implications are beyond uh, what we can imagine, right? The core use example uh, would be just DAO-owned deployments, right? So we, th we talked about how DAOs can essentially uh, replace human beings as the owners of resources that makes them unstoppable, that makes them you know, a lot more uh, resilient to various censorship attacks. Uh, that we we know for sure is it's only uh, you know getting to uh, be uh, be enormous, right? So, with interchain accounts, a a DAO on Juno uh, can own a deployment directly on Akash, and now you don't need a human being in the middle, right? So, uh, that's a big uh, big improvement when it comes to our whole you know decentralization, right? As we know, the biggest challenge today is uh, a human being in the middle, 
right? As long as there's a human being, that human being becomes a weak link in the entire decentralization stack, right? So to remind you, the stack today, right? Like we have a lot of DeFi projects. Um, and if you think about, you really can split the stack into three main parts. So the first set is the access point, we call it. The access point is how you access the stack. So that involves DNS, that involves a front end usually. And then you have the consensus layer, the data layer, where you have essentially, uh, uh, which is you know decentralized, right? You can either run an Ethereum or an app chain in, on Cosmos or Solana or whatnot. So that part is decentralized. It's essentially a smart contract, but nobody, I mean, nobody really calls a smart contract directly. You access these applications using a UI uh, that is connected to a DNS, right? So you have this middle layer, which is uh, decentralized, and then you have the base layer, right? The base layer is where you run the actual nodes, right? So if you are essentially, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, Ethereum, you're essentially running on AWS, right? 50% of hosted nodes on Ethereum runs on AWS, and some of them used to run Hetzner till Hetzner banned. So that layer itself is another level of censorship, right? So where Akash really solves is the front end and the back end. But so far, Akash, you know, even though it's decentralized, it still required a human being. I mean, you can automate it using code, but but you can't really have a, a smart contract own the deployment. Akash doesn't support smart contracts, if you remember, right? So, uh, so and, and, and we also made a very conscious decision not to support smart contracts because, you know, let's agree, there are so many amazing smart contract platforms on, on, on Cosmos, uh, you know, Juno being the number one, right? And so we want to enable, we want to use uh, or like focus on what we're really good at, which is cloud computing uh, in a decentralized manner and have folks, at, our friends at Juno and Agoric focus on what they're good at. So enabling an I, I, uh, ICA with, will, will enable these networks to own deployments directly on a couch, right? So, so now we're going to be able to solve, finally solve the access point, which is, hey, the DNS attached uh, front end, now that can be uh, uh, essentially controlled by a smart contract. So if you remove, you know, human out of the equation, you remove a big attack vector. And that's super, super excited about, about this feature, right? So, and you can even take it further where you can have, entire supply chain uh, uh, attack uh, uh, problem being solved. What I mean by a supply chain is, in order for you to use a uh, a, a front end, uh, somebody needs to write the code, right? And that code is today hosted by GitHub. And we all know what happened uh, with the recent uh, actions GitHub has taken uh, in terms of overcompliance, right? Uh, they effectively banned Tornado Cache users, I mean, developers and, uh, you know, repos because they thought that's the way to do it, even though, you know, the government said it's not illegal to write software, but, you know, GitHub chose to overcomply and because that's what people do, you know, that don't understand the law, they don't understand, uh, you know, how to comply, right? And a lot of the folks, believe me, are very, very finicky when it comes to this kind of stuff. So our solution, like anything, market should solve this. So I'm really excited for these new protocols, Utopia and Radical, uh, some move faster than the others, to finally uh, be able to uh, use Akash directly, right? So now you can see a Gitopia user that can uh, essentially own, or a Gitopia uh, user that can essentially uh, deploy, I mean, uh, write code on uh, on um, on Gitopia, and that particular account can now build and package software on a cache using a Gitopia uh, ID or a wallet, and then further kick off a a, a CI/CD process that can be that can then be consumed by a smart contract sitting on Juno. And that smart contract can deploy on Akash. Now you see three or four protocols, you know, interacting with this piece of code that finally touches a deployment and that finally touches the user without needing a human being at all, right? And that's the future we want to go towards. Interchain accounts is going to enable that and it is going to be something that we have never saw before. I'm super, super excited for Interchain accounts. And that's coming very likely in the first week of uh, November. 
and so far the plan is looking good so i'm i'm super super excited for mainnet 4 so the team has been super busy uh you know getting it ready for you and uh you know we've been um, if you if if bear markets of a building we are on full 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 charge right and this week we also saw other uh, amazing contributions uh from uh uh, from our community and, and our good friend uh, Sami Kasab, our uh, analyst from uh, from uh, Masari, was super excited. We demonstrated the overclock console, which, uh, by the way, is another feature that I think we we talk about less because we really want to get get it out to you, right? And I think market should talk about it. We believe it's an amazing way to deploy. And uh, again, this is not a competition to CloudMoss or other Speron and any of those. This is really a overclock product that is opinionated that we think uh, will solve the um, onboarding problem and uh, and retention problem, right? So we plan to add features that are not necessarily like you know purely uh, non-custodial. There are certain features that require custodial, like credit card enablement. So we, we're going to be adding a lot of features that. Uh, that are considered closed source or hosted, right? So Overclock Console is a product by Overclock Labs uh, to enable, uh, to to rapidly increase, um, you know, increase deployments on Akash. And I think, uh, you know, I think we, we we absolutely need something for, for in order for us to be uh, able to finally on-ramp Web2 developers, right? So you're going to see quite a lot, uh, quite a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, me talking quite a lot about overclock console and as as it comes out i'd love to have people use it and we're seeing quite a lot of excitement from from analysts like uh, masari uh sammy talking about it right and and sammy also talks about why gpu support which is coming next next big feature after ip leases uh you know will be big feature with gpu support right and that's an amazingly interesting i've been talking to some some large, large companies that I can't really disclose who they are, and they are super excited about using uh, GPUs for uh, for machine learning, right? And I think still till till today, GPUs happen to be a a huge problem. Getting access to GPUs is enormously difficult because GPUs are deployed everywhere. I mean, you use GPUs for gaming, you use GPUs for machine learning, and and people are realizing it's actually way cheaper to buy a GPU. Uh, and host it at home, but then you're not using those GPUs most of the time. So it's even better when you can actually lease them out uh, to recover some of your investments. So Akash GPUs are extremely bullish on, and there's quite a lot of uh, research that's happening at Stanford that enables a distributed clusters of GPUs to be used better. Uh, and so there's quite a lot of like, uh, quite a lot of like, uh, as we as we get more closer to releasing GPUs as we start validating and, and getting better at validating our markets, we're realizing the GPU market is much bigger than what we realize. I'm super excited for GPUs as well. Uh, and team has been super hard at, at work getting you these features, right? And uh, I've been doing some podcasts. If you haven't checked out the Hartman Capital podcast, I highly recommend you to do so. Here I go a little more deeper into how the state of the proof of stake network infrastructure and and why you have essentially censorship. Uh, I mean, it's so funny today, Ryan Selex, the founder of Masari, tweeted recently about uh, censorship and like uh, the, the importance for it. And you're starting to see the censorship thing just get to a next level, I think, this this market. And I think you're, uh, it, it's starting to heat up and Akash has been preparing for this moment for a very long time. I think something's gonna happen. Uh, really big. I think we're going to see quite a lot of some some big projects uh, announced moving to Akash. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I, I'm super excited. Again, check out Hotman Capital's podcast, one of my better ones. Uh, let me know what you think about it. And uh, and I also spoke at another conference called uh, uh, DeFi eSummit, uh, which I talked about decentralizing a base layer. I gave a presentation. It's a keynote I gave there on how Akash is helping uh, DeFi projects to Department of Defense projects. So let's check it out there. I mean, I believe that's also uh, recorded. And um, and uh, let's see, we have um, uh, another amazing, uh, you know, uh, community member, Car Carter. Uh, he is a chief economist of Shade Protocol, and he wrote a beautiful, succinct uh, summary of what Akash is. Go check out that thread. 
and uh, we have our favorite uh, uh, serial deployer, Demokos. He's been deploying amazing stuff. Go check out his Twitter as well. Uh, and, and, and you'll see, I mean, he's very, very, very active, and he deploys stuff that I thought was, you know, um, over, I mean, I, I knew it was possible, but it's really good to see someone do that and, and, and go with it, right? So uh, this team deploys monitoring solutions. Uh, go check it out. And our one of our favorite community members, Blockpin, uh, you know, Todd. Uh, Todd is a long-term contributor to Akash, and he um, he finally started using Akash. He's now a validator on Akash, and he's running a bunch of uh, RPC servers and 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 uh, API servers on Akash. Uh, and uh, you know, we're super excited to welcome Todd. Uh, he is an amazing contributor. He. Uh, actually has some uh, explorers that talk about decentralization and whatnot. Go check out his stuff. Uh, and if you can, uh, you know, delegate to him, I think we should be, because I love getting builders into Akash ecosystem. And Todd is one of those deeply respected builders. And our ecosystem has been heaping, heating up. You know, Speron is one of our, one of our favorite uh, deployment uh, clients. And they've been doing quite a lot of workshops. I think now they're focusing on Africa. I love Africa because, you know, Africa, you know, as we all know, is one of the most underserved, uh, uh, you know, ecosystems in the world and very promising, really smart people, but very underserved, right? A lot of them actually do not have credit cards and a lot of them haven't used a cloud because cloud mandates you to have a bank account, right? Uh, we talk about traditional cloud, but when it comes to a cash, you do not need a bank account, you do not need a credit card, anybody with a account, uh, a, a wallet can be able to deploy in a non-custodial way, right? And it's perfect for Africans, right? So uh, we are starting to see quite a lot of uh, African developers, young people that haven't ever, haven't used cloud at all. And for them, their first experience is using Akash. And thanks a lot for Speron to making this happen. So go check out their uh, their Twitter, Speron HQ is their account. Go give them a follow. and. Look at all the good work they've been doing. So this is amazing because this is exactly how we want how we want adoption, organic, uh, done by our ecosystem. And talking about adoption, there's a new uh, um, uh, swag uh, by Crypto Loot Shop. Go check it out. It's you know it's not uh, done by Overclock Labs core team. It's done by community member. They're doing really cool stuff. They're you know having cups and mugs and 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 uh, sandals and t-shirts and hoodies and whatnot. Uh, it's it's amazing to see uh, someone else that's not a core team uh, doing swag for Akash. Uh, I'm I'm going to go buy some some stuff from there. And and people, you know, I also talked about like a lot of the things are becoming very obvious, right? With Akash, you've done some things very very well. I think one of those few things is not having incentives. When we, um, you know, in, uh, token incentives, uh, additional token incentives on top of the actual value that Akash gives, right? And that's been very important, um, you know, a important decision we made earlier on not to have token incentives till we achieve, uh, achieve product market fit. And now we have, right? And very important for us to get the pure data. Uh, our thesis to be validated um, that, hey, there is unused capacity and there are users that can use unused capacity. And we pretty much validated that thesis, right? Yes, it's not exactly the easiest thing to use. And another important decision we made was not to build a uh, you know, non-custodial UI, right? So a lot of these critical important decisions we made uh, made Akash resilient, made Akash future-proof, right? So uh, I mean, talking about like, hey, we shouldn't have incentives pre-product market fit, and we, we could have incentives during the growth stage, but pre-product market fit, the data we get back will ruin our own thesis. So it's very important for us to validate a thesis before we can grow. And that's starting to sh uh, show light, right? So people are talking about why, uh, what we did is the right right way to launch products. And what we did will be the will be the, the more people are going to launch projects, and you're going to see a lot of these, you know, scammy incentives uh, driven projects pretty much die off, you know, because incentive incentives run off run out. Uh, if you do not validate your theses before incentives run out, you're going to be in a lot of trouble, right? So it's very important for you to validate your theses before you can, uh, before you can, um, you know, you can incentivize folks. 
uh, or else you'll run out of device and you'll end up with an invalidated product. So with that, I'll wrap up my weekly updates and hand it off to our, our amazing Nadia uh, for the uh, rest of the conversation. And, and, and I'm really excited to have Alani uh, you know, to, to give you a further update on the ecosystem. Awesome. Thank you, Greg. Our guest today is Alani Kuye, Technical Program Manager here at Overclock Labs. Alani has spent the last 21 years in enterprise technology across the U.S. and Europe with a focus on scalability and rapid deployment. He advocates through technology to drive the evolution of the Internet. His personal and professional life span across the U.S., Amsterdam, London, Berlin, and other parts of the world. Welcome, Alani. How are you today? Good morning and welcome, uh, and thanks for having me. Hope you can hear me. Yes, we can hear you just awesome. fine. All right. Awesome. Guys, before we get started, I do want to remind you that none of the content in this Twitter Spaces episode is financial advice. Guys, as always, do your own research. All right, Alani, can you start off by telling us a bit about the program, this referral program that you're here to talk to us? Yes, thank you. Um, you know, firstly, a very brief update on the ecosystem. Um, first, I want to report to the community that our ecosystem is strong. Um, many of our developers and partners um, and accelerator cohorts are doing fantastic work um, as you know part of what Greg mentioned earlier. You know, they've implemented you know control mechanisms in place that ensures that their resources are consistent with their sustained delivery cadence and their operating velocity um, is basically second to none. As a matter of fact, uh, many of our ecosystem partners <clears throat> consistently ship product every one to two weeks. Uh, which is testament to how strong our community is. The human capital within our ecosystem is based on innovation and a, you know, a hard, hard brand, you know, brand loyalty to Akash. Um, and we see that across the board. Even our validator program, um, as a matter of fact, um, our validators are validate, they are builders first, validators second. You know, that's how that whole program has real leveled up um, the playing field. So I'm happy to report that. Now on the, <clears throat> Um, provider and tenant retention initiative. What that is, um, is to one, incentivize both tenants, providers, and other personas um, within the web three and web two and beyond um, within those spaces to participate. Because one of the challenges uh, we observed has been that many of the existing incentives um, generally benefit crypto natives. And as we see, the tent's getting bigger and more participants joining the Web3 revolution. The barrier to entry is one that we observed, you know, quite a while back, where most folks who want to participate don't know where to start. And in that exercise, you know, it became very apparent that Akash is really the intersection, you know, between Web2 and Web3, where we have a culture now where we lower the barriers to entry, where you don't have to be a crypto native, you don't have to be an engineer. You don't have to be a technically inclined person to participate. So with this provider retention, uh, uh, provider and tenant uh, um, initiative, what's going on is everybody becomes a stakeholder. So whether you are a banker, a plumber, an influencer, you know, financial expert, an attorney, a dentist, architect, whoever you are, if you want to get involved, it's very simple. Set up a capital wallet, log into the dashboard, generate your referral code, share it with your friends, share it on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, make t-shirts, on LinkedIn, share it wherever. Basically, if a tenant creates a deployment and uses your code, with one of our partners, obviously, and that deployment is sustained for a period of time, 60 to 90 days or more, you get rewarded. On the inverse, if a person or entity becomes a provider, and they use your referral code and they're audited and they sustain their provider machine for a set period of time, 60, 90 days or, or however determined, you get rewarded. So if you're an influencer with a million followers, <laughs> you know, now you don't have to be a crypto native or a Web3 expert to participate. And what we see is as we lower that barrier to entry, more personas join in that revolution and everyone becomes a stakeholder in that process. 
Thanks, Alani. So you touched on this a little bit, but how did this program come to be? What was the inspiration behind it? Well, the inspiration was very simple. You know, many questions come in with inquiries. You know, how do we start? How do how do I become a provider? Oh, it, you know, I, I need to have some technical expertise to become a provider. Okay, how do I deploy on a cost? I can use CloudNose. I can go to Praetor. I can go to some of our partners and create a deployment. Okay, then what? Right. So how do we sustain that cadence? How do we sustain participation within the ecosystem? So we go from a deductive reasoning approach to an empirical testing approach that says in the real world, when I make a deployment, then what? Right. I spin up my deployment on a cache and it sits there. It's working. No problem. So how do we continue? How do we ensure folks are incentivized to share that experience? Okay. I've got a deployment, I'm a provider, I wanna share this. Well, I'm, I'll tell my you know, 5,000 followers or whatever I am, if I was an influencer, for example, that, hey, I've got a deployment on a couch, by the way, go check it out, here's my code. And quite frankly, I think this is something that at this stage, given brand loyalty and our very rapidly growing ecosystem, you know, as we bring more personas, especially non-crypto natives, and we are that intersection, because there's an old saying, you can't shake hands with a clenched fist. So those who are looking from Web2 saying, we like what's going on over there. How can we get involved? This is a clean barrier, you know, clean entry point without any barriers for folks, whether you're in marketing, you know, whether you're in healthcare, whether, you know, you are, you work on a military base, whether you are in a dentist office, whether you're a journalist or a newspaper, you know, or an activist, you know, that wants to spin up something where you want to share information. Akash now becomes your entry point into Web3, and you are incentivized to share that message to the broader community. Awesome, and one more time, within our own ecosystem, who does this program benefit? So it benefits both sides um, of our ecosystem, tenants, providers. In addition, as a matter of fact, it also benefits those who are on the periphery. So as if I had the coast today, for example, and I can share it and they complete a deployment, what happens is I get rewarded. Then what happens is I am further incentivized to continue to propagate that message. And we start to have the right conversations, right? And we start to have a better understanding, create a bigger tent with different personas. So everybody benefits, everybody becomes a stakeholder. And in that process, we're able to easier and with clarity communicate what the key value proposition is, which is very obvious to most crypto natives. But when you incentivize behavior, what happens is people tend to generate their own knowledge from their own vantage point of understanding. So it's really exciting that all sides of our ecosystem can benefit from the new program and can become stakeholders. When can we expect the program to go live? So this will be going live in the next week and a half. So by this time next week, we will have this dashboard ready for all participants to start engaging. Now that we know when the program starts, can you give us some examples of how to take advantage of this program? You've kind of been doing that a little bit, but just one more time. What if I'm an influencer in the space? What if I'm not? What if I'm a minor? Help us really see the possibilities here. Yeah, the possibilities are quite frankly endless. You know, if you are a if you're a minor, for example, well. You're running, you have an Akash deployment, then generate your own code, share it with your fellow miners or your community. And if you're a non-miner, if you're an influencer with a heavy following, most influencers today, when they endorse a product, they get paid, right? <laughs> but in this case, just generate your code, one wallet, one code. So grab your code, talk to your community. Hey, this is what, you know, decentralized Web3 cloud hosting platform, deploy anything. Okay, and as people start to experience that as an influencer, I will get rewarded for it. And I don't have to sign some voluminous contract with minimum, you know, number of mentions, you know, commitment cycles, endorsements, like the typical centralized, you know, web two strategy, which is based on centralization and control. But in this case, it's fully decentralized that everybody, regardless of what your persona is, can actively participate and track and see their rewards almost instantly. So you mentioned one wallet, one code. That brings to mind um, restrictions. Are there any restrictions we should be aware of by geography, perhaps, by wallet? 
So there are no geographic, uh, no geographic restrictions, um, and there are no wallet restrictions. They all, like I said earlier, one wallet, one code to obviously prevent abuse and malfeasance behavior. Secondly, every reward program that's structured is a shared responsibility. And that shared responsibility means there are certain things that every rewardee has to complete. Um, not necessarily KYC, but when you incentivize programs, it's important to ensure that those on, on both sides of the transaction are one, they are who they say they are, and they are duly qualified um, to participate uh, and reap those rewards. That is just the law. Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, Title 3, 4, and 5 requires that to ensure that anyone who abuses the program or attempts to abuse the program is duly you know, dealt with. What can we expect in the future, Alani? Might this be a program that grows to include a rollout on the enterprise or organization level, maybe like the Google Cloud credit? Yes. Yeah, so today, as we see, um, you know, Google, Amazon, many of the, the, the large incumbents on the Web2 side generally will offer, you know, cloud credits and what have you. So this incentivization program as part of the master roadmap will look into enterprise incentives as well, where Internally, at least in my experience, you see, you know, teams in larger organizations who are testing out new technologies, but the structured approach creates a barrier. Well, this incentive actually eliminates that barrier where enterprises can now refer internally, you know, those who want to participate, try it. You know, we actually have, uh, we're in some discussions right now to do non-production environments for some pretty regulated uh, uh, um, entities doing exactly that. but. This incentivization program would have been a great way for them to just go in and start running testing without even talking to Akash, right? But this is a great fit for that where internal programs can refer. And usually internal employees will get, you know, those rewards as well as determined um, by their organization policies. Now, the other side of that is we talk about Alt-Z where you can delegate um, and you can, you know, basically delegate, uh, um, you, could, you can reward from an Alt-Z perspective. So we can integrate with Alt-Z so that organizations can run their own incentivization programs internally using this mechanism. So it doesn't, it's not solely tied to one wallet per se. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Alani. Guys, look out for this in about a week and a half. Like Alani said, the program will go live. Um, with that, let's open up our AMA with questions for Greg and our guest Alani. If you have any questions about the program, now's the time. You've got Alani here. And now go ahead with your questions. Um, and then Greg, if you have anything to add before the AMA, I'm sorry, I didn't ask you, please, by all means, go ahead and add anything you need to add before the AMA opens. Uh, thanks so much, Alani. We're super, super excited about this program. Uh, you all heard Alani is in really hard at work in, in building a super strong cocktail system. So please show your support. Uh, the first question we got is, is there a, I think we got this on um, uh, Telegram or something. Is there a concept of sustainable economic model from a network, especially for supporting the stability of AKD prizes, not for a guarantee, but more for a com uh, commitment only from a cash network? Yeah, I mean, so cash is a self-sovereign network, right? So with more usage, uh, the better liquidity, with better liquidity, better support for the AKT, uh, you know, market, right? So right now we are in a deep bear market and things are really bad. And you are not going to, you know, there, there are macro level, level events that are impacting everything we do, right? So uh, it's still a macro situation. Uh, calms down and stabilizes, we're going to see quite a lot of volatility in prices. And so no effort uh, from the Overclock Labs team, the core team uh, that we employ right now is going to be fruitful, right? So, um, but system right now is, um, um, you know, is quite mature enough to support the deployment. So I don't see it, a, a any hindrance for providers to be able to liquidate their AKT to to pay for pay their bills, uh, and uh, and you know tenants to be purchasing able to purchase AKT to pay for the deployments, and as the uh, usage ramps up, we're going to also start seeing quite a lot of automated. 
purchases for AKT, right? So you can imagine a world where uh, we have deep integrations now that are in play uh, with several protocol clients uh, where there is, you know, a, an effort to do fiat payments. There's an effort to do non-AKT based payments. There's also efforts to do stable payments and whatnot. So all these different uh, payment mechanisms will have to convert to AKT uh, in order to deploy on Akash. So the more uh, of these integrations we have, the higher demand these integrations generate, uh, the more uh, demand for AKT and therein will attract more liquidity, right? So it's going to be a, uh, the sustainability model depends on the demand for AKT token, which is driven by deployments. So all of our efforts that we do every day and you know, keep giving you updates every week as to how, how quickly and how far these are, how well these are going, really comes down to um um really comes down to uh the uh you know uh to the demand right so i think it's uh it's, it's going to be an amazing um uh you know uh support and, and i mean yeah, hey even with this assault that we are seeing in the markets akash is still surviving right and the team is still here and we're going to keep building uh and uh, we, we've made a lot of progress we're getting a lot of attention uh, from uh, you know, from not only from like the cryptos of the world, but also from from real like users like DoD and whatnot, right? So, uh, and uh, we're not going to stop uh, till we can achieve our goals. So it's a uh, it's just it's sustainability is um, you know is a function of demand and uh, and demand is gaining and then you know and, and there's no reason to believe that this is not going to continue. I hope that answers your question. Also, please. You know, come up here to the stage if you want to talk. We still have, you know, a good 20 minutes left. So if you want to talk about anything, any questions you may have, not even, may not be Akash related, maybe just ecosystem related, Cosmos related, or Web3 in, in general. I mean, there's a lot of things are happening outside of the ecosystem that we can talk about too. So please request to speak and I'll bring you up here on the stage and uh, we can take it from there. Uh, second question we saw is, uh, will there be a passage airdrop for AKT stakers? I believe there is, right? And I think passage team has communicated over and over again that there is a airdrop coming for AKT stakers. And so I, uh, if, I mean, so you should definitely ask their team. I mean, we have no control over, um, you know, or, or uh, you know, influence over where, how the airdrops or when the snapshots will be taken, but you should definitely ask them. But yes, there is, uh, what I heard last, there's definitely airdrops uh, for, for passage, uh, passage uh, airdrops for AKT stakers. So something I see in common um, with our program, Alani, you had mentioned that um, a lot of the inspiration for the program came from reducing the barrier to entry. Um, I've seen, uh, as far as, mainstream web three adoption starbucks is working on a new rewards program themselves and um their idea behind it is to hopefully make it so people don't even you know that they're using web three technology how important is this for bringing mainstream web three adoption and what is, what are all these efforts going to do for the space and how long do you think mainstream adoption is going to take uh, thanks for the question, Nadia. Um, I, I believe, that based on what we know, one, you can't stop this train, whether you're Starbucks or Microsoft or whoever. You know, the trains already left the station. And to say, you know, they won't even know they're using a web through technology, I think that's fallacy at best, because when people enjoy the benefits of innovation, they will naturally, um, curiosity, the curiosity factor sets in, and they will naturally dig deeper into understanding how this came to be. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, Akash being that intersection, um, the bridge between Web 2 and Web 3, you know, it's no surprise that look at where all the innovation is happening. It's in Web 3. And the Web 2 incumbents, I mean, they're looking for a bridge, right? And Akash has emerged and continuously so as that bridge. So when, you know, Web 2 incumbents look at Web 3 as a means to further cement their customer loyalty, then that's all the validation we need. I mean, because I mean, in the grand scheme of things, as I said earlier, you can't shake hands with a clenched fist, but you also cannot stop innovation because innovation insists on itself. 
And if you look at what all the innovation is, it's only a matter of time. And Greg, how long do you think it will take before Web3 adoption or Web3 goes mainstream? I know this was something that they asked you at Masari on the panel, but not all of us got to be there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So by definition, what is mainstream, right? So mainstream definition means 50% of Fortune 1000 companies all have a Web3 strategy. I would consider that mainstream, right? So I think we're going to see that in five years. I mean, I, I mean, by 2027, at least, we're going to be able to say, hey, you know, um, Web3 is people like companies will have Web3 teams. At least 50% of Fortune 1000 companies will have Web3 teams, hands down. There's no doubt about it. Uh, some estimates, uh, Ernst & Young, which, is a, which was my co-panelist on the Masari mainnet, they think it's 2030 just by following the trajectory of cloud, right? So cloud became mainstream um, and they're, they're following the trajectory of the cloud and they think it's 2030. But I believe the, uh, as we evolve in tech stacks, they tend to get faster in terms of adoption. And uh, I believe 20, uh, uh, 2027 will be the, uh, will be the uh, date just based on just adding to what EY's, uh, Ernst & Young's research and adding the uh, the 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 increase in speed of techs, right? And uh, we're also, I mean, a good thing is regulation is coming, even though it's coming hard, it's coming, right? And that's very very important because in order for these large companies to adopt Web three, they need clarity, regulatory clarity, right? So they need to know the boundaries of operation. And uh, it's very clear if you look at technologies like Akash and Secret, where DOD is experimenting internally, and they're they are very excited about possibilities of sovereignty, you know, for internal systems. And you see like things like Tornado Cash, which is getting outright banned by the by the government. So government is not putting a blanket ban or blanket, uh, you know. Uh, like Web3 is all kind of mode, right? They're, they're clearly differentiated. Yes, there, is, there are protocols that add quite a lot of value and the protocols that, that cause a lot of damage. And that's very important for us to uh, recognize here. So, um, so I think like technologies like Akash and Secret and infrastructure uh, stuff that is not DeFi or, or NF, DeFi are just like, you know, uh, you know, like, Certain NFTs, I, I actually like NFTs a lot and I like DeFi a lot, but but let's sort of like come to reality, right? There's a lot of scams in DeFi and NFTs, right? While they're really good ones, right? There's uh, some really gold projects in DeFi and, and NFTs, but there are a lot of like these scammers that follow the success of good projects and, and cause a lot of damage, right? So I think the government is trying to play catch up, right? And then, uh, but at the same time, we as innovators from infrastructure standpoint are are making progress. We the systems are getting better. The the, the acceptance is getting higher in in Web three. Uh, in and uh, in five years is not hard to see how this will become mainstream. So I'm super excited. Like the Starbucks NFT case is just tip of the iceberg, right? And I think NFTs will become. If you think about NFTs, they're essentially digitalization of rights, right? So when you digitalize digitalize rights, you make them composable, you make them portable, you make them easy to custody, you make them, you add a lot, like you you add these these amazing um, uh, uh, rails to what traditional has been not really that very usable, right? I mean, you, you own something, and you, you know maybe the government know maybe few people know, but with 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 your ownership becoming digitalized means you can actually make their ownership a lot more productive than what you're used to today, right? So di digitalization of ownership, I think is going to be a lot bigger than DeFi. I think NFTs are going to be a lot bigger than DeFi. Uh, DeFi is, I mean, it's essentially taking the old, like, oligopolized, old sort of like, you know, model on how to deal with finance and modernizing that. But NFTs add a whole new level of realm, whole unlock whole new levels of like engagement uh, with what has been traditionally very hidden and very inaccessible, uh, right? So I think NFTs are going are going to be larger than than DeFi, and I think we're going to see uh, infrastructure take another realm. So 
Now we're seeing Web3 slowly like spread into different areas and different sort of like categories. And I think that that's going to be uh, inevitable by 2027. And Nadia, if I may add very briefly to that, um, we also seen an emergence of Web3 being added to many organizations with risk management strategy. Because most standards organizations, you know, wrote all their standards based on Web 2, the same way we saw during the transition from Web 1 to Web 2. But now when you speak with many enterprises, they're actually adding Web 3 as part of their risk management strategy. And I mentioned earlier during my first um, um, discussion around, you know, what, what are we doing for non-production environments? Let's put those in Web 3. Because most companies, they are testing in UAT groups. A lot of big ones, they farm them out. So that's outside the fence. So they're starting to see many enterprise use cases for Web3, both from a risk management standpoint, from an internal you know, procedures and control standpoint, and more importantly, from a long-term um, um, operating process and control mechanism standpoint. Hope that helps. Yeah, absolutely. So Ray, happy to see you. And I must say it was fantastic to meet you live and in person. Go ahead, you have the floor. Hey, thank you so much, Nadia. First of, all, first of all, GM to everybody. And yes, it was a pleasure meeting you and hanging out with the rest of the Akash people, also the people from Your app. Uh, really, really cool experience. <laughs> I wish I could go back. But anyway, back to business. Uh, thank you for putting up the space. Uh, Greg, uh, same as you, um, I'm really excited about interchain accounts. Uh, for me, it's an uh, excellent feature and will enable, will enable ways to integrate that we can't even imagine right now, in my opinion. But I, I'm curious, uh, since it's going to be added to Akash, what are some of the uses you see, uh, or what are the things you see people building on Akash using advantage of interchain accounts, if that makes sense? Uh, sure, I, I covered uh, about the possibilities of interchain accounts in the earlier uh, segment, uh, in the early part of this uh, the spaces. But to summarize, I think first application uh, we're excited about is just DAO DAOs, right, on Jura network. Uh, DAOs today have to rely on centralized infrastructure, which is censorable, which requires people to dock their identity, use credit cards, which is even Right, so there is no programmable, composable way for a DAO to directly own deployments, right? Um, beginning with a website to other things that DAO might need in terms of backends and whatnot, right? So uh, first thing interchain accounts allows a DAO on Juno network to do is use the Juno account to deploy directly on Akash. And you can even take it further where the Juno account can be uh, operated by a smart contract right, instead of a human being. So now we have smart contract owned deployments on directly on Akash. So that removes a human out of the equation, removes the biggest attack vector, uh, which uh, is a human being out of the equation, right? So now we can take it further and even get rid of DNS. And the way we do that is through full stack integration, right? So with innocent accounts, you can, you can imagine a, a Git, a decentralized GitHub, like a Gitopia or Radical, you know, where in develop some human being ultimately writes a code, which is not illegal, by the way. Writing code is is freedom of speech, is freedom of expression. So anybody can write code. So anyone that can write code, a smart contract can pick up that code and run with it, right? And in all the way from uh, testing the code to to packaging the code to deploying that code to a server, not relying on a DNS, even though you can attach a handshake, but completely removing DNS, where you know the code is legit because you can trace that account all the way back to production, the entire supply chain, right? Because all that goes on chain now, right? So now you have end-to-end -end verifiability. So you know for sure, even the um, you know, website is hosted on an IP address, doesn't, doesn't have a fancy name or doesn't have any indications coming from a certain company is fully valid because you can verify that validity and the ownership on chain, right? So I think that's the next level of uh, supply chain verifiability that interchain accounts will bring. Nothing like this has ever happened before in, in, in crypto. I'm super excited for this like end-to-end -end supply chain verifiability that on-chain deployments will bring.
So that's just the tip of the icebergs. Now, this is something I can think about. Like you said, uh, imagine, uh, you know, innovation goes beyond imagination, uh, right? So uh, I think that, that uh, I'm super excited for it. I'm just super excited for this level of composability. Yeah, totally. And I agree with you. I guess it's time to see uh, more things being developed and built outside of the DeFi space. DeFi is important, right? But in my honest opinion, it's getting boring by now. I want to see uh, new things. Yeah, talk about it. We don't talk about finance <laughs> to your girlfriend, right? Like, you don't you don't talk about finance to... I mean, finance is such a boring thing to talk about. I don't know how we all got up, got sought all the smart people in, in, in crypto are so focused on finance and, and financial applications and and just, you know, think about, forget about other cool things that we can do. Like, you know, I want to really look at, um, you know, how we can extend life, you know, to, or exciting things that our collective brains can, uh, can, can come together and operate. And what crypto allows us to do is coordination, right? Permissioned, uh, permissionless coordination at planetary scale. And it makes human coordination and collective co coordination, coordination, uh, frictionless, right? And I think infrastructure is needed to make the coordination possible, right? So I think it's very, very important for us to shift our focus away from finance and think about what we can do beyond finance when have when we have this amazing coordination tool that allows us to cooperate across planet. Uh, and now we have this infrastructure to support uh, this coordination. I think it's 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 really a beautiful and bright feature that I want to contribute to. Awesome. Totally agree with you, Greg. Thank you so much. Thank you, Delray, for your question. Thanks, guys. Um, Greg, with that, do you have anything further to add before we start to to close out here? Um, I think we covered pretty much for the week. It's been some beautiful spaces. Um, excited to see what next week brings us. So. Um, Alani, do you have anything to add before we go ahead and close it out? Thank you for joining us today. Yes, just want to thank the community. You know, thank you, Greg, for the updates. Nadia, you always do a fantastic job. Um, like I said, I always feel like I'm watching CNBC or something. <laughs> I always say, who knows, maybe the next Twitter will be decentralized. But, you know, I'm really grateful for our ecosystem, our partners, our participants, our community. Del Rey, um, I see you on Twitter all the time. Um, Eddie, I see you too. Deval, <laughs> Cloud Mills, Max, um, thank you all. And I look forward to continuing accelerating our growth on the impact we have uh, on all of Web3 and beyond. Thanks, Alani. Um Desdo, we're about to close out, but I do appreciate you coming by real quick. Did you want to add something before we close out? Did you have a final question? Thanks for stopping by. Uh, you're on mute. If you unmute, we'll be uh, able hello, to hello. hear you. Are you hearing me now? Yeah. Hi. Oh, perfect. We hi. can. Perfect. Uh, thanks, Nadia. Um, yeah. Th thanks for giving the chance to ask a question. I'm following Akash for a while now. I don't always have the time to, to join the space. Space, Twitter space here. I just wanted to ask, like, are you planning to update the roadmaps either in GitHub or on the website? Because uh, they don't, they don't seem to be updated. Uh, like, uh, yeah, actually, that's the question. Uh, it, it's pretty up to date. What part do you think is not updated or inaccurate? Okay, uh, so like, because there's like a roadmap in GitHub, and I, I like, Jared was saying that the last time it got updated was actually like a while ago. So oh no no that's not valid so I, I don't know which where the roadmap on GitHub but if you go to Akash.network website and you click on roadmap that should take you to the right roadmap. Got you. Got you. Uh, there is uh, Akash.network slash slash roadmap is uh, is the one. Where are you seeing the roadmap on GitHub? I think I saw a roadmap. Like I'm currently like I'm on my right, so I, I cannot uh, easily find it. But um, yeah, I'll I'll try to look it up. Wait. Um, Akash, <laughs> I hope uh, remove the roadmap on. Like, let me see if it is still have it. There is like an Akash development roadmap, so it's on. Um, yeah, like Orx Overclock Project slash two. Um, but apparently. Oh. 
Okay, I'm going to delete that right now. But thanks for reminding us. Sure, thank thank you. Uh, so, like, the website is the one that is up to date. Correct. Got website you. has a latest roadmap. Okay, got you. Thanks a lot, uh, and, and have a great day. Thank you so much for your question, Esther. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, thanks so much to Greg and Alani for joining us on Spaces today, and a huge thank you to all of you for joining today or listening to this later. Before we get together next time, guys, let's keep in touch between spaces. Right now, go sign up for our newsletter at akashnetwork.substack.com. In the about page, Zach's got a link to the blog. Look out for a brand new post, the first of four on building the open cloud from head of product Anil Murthy. First one will be out this week. Also, if you haven't yet, check out Overclock September recap on LinkedIn. And also on LinkedIn, we've announced a special Akash Weekly Spaces for next week with Alani Bankhead and Lourdes, Lourdes Miranda on the ever-shifting regulatory environment in Web3. This will be a conversation you guys won't want to miss. These women are accomplished experts in their field, so bring your questions and send them in. You guys heard it from Greg today. Mainnet 4 is coming first week of November. Look out for content surrounding Mainnet 4 in the coming weeks. And in the meantime, check out last week's spaces where head of product Anil gave us a preview of Mainnet 4. Head over to Telegram tomorrow, Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, where Staken will join us for an AMA with a 300 AKT prize pool for the best questions. If you missed Greg... Adam Bosnich, Adam Wozni, or Ali Merchant's talks or workshops at Masari, Mainnet, or Cosmoverse, keep an eye out on Twitter where social media manager Joe Dang will be posting as soon as replays are ready. Tuesdays, hop on over to Discord for quizzes at 8 a.m. Pacific with 200 AKT in rewards and five winners. Join us next week Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific for our next Akash Weekly Spaces with Greg. Tap that set reminder button as soon as we post it. Check out akash.network slash community and find out how you can spread the word about Akash and help this project grow by becoming an Akash insider. Thank you so much for joining today's event. Thanks again to Greg and Alani for spending time with us. Thanks to Del Rey and Desdo for their questions. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Akash Weekly with Greg Asuri featuring Alani Kuya from Overclocked Labs. Recorded on Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, Starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect. With the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den Envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Little Dan envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next bu- 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 No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds do. Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement, could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion.
the middlemen, listen to the fiddle man, play a little ditty then, talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next b-b-b-billion. In the maze, trying to make the next billion. Ten spaces.